Hey everyone, it's Vince. I am coming at you today with a recap of the SPF mastermind meeting that we had in Orlando, Florida this past weekend. And uh, I really wanted to record this podcast earlier, but I had to wait a few days. I was just completely exhausted, but also just completely overwhelmed with, uh, with gratitude for this group and how awesome the people are, not just the the clients and the gym owners in it, but the staff that we have and everything like that. So it was just an amazing day. Um, so I'm going to give you just a quick, you know, run through of what we covered. I mean, it's obviously this would be a 12 hour podcast if I decided to do everything, but I'm just going to give you kind of like the cliff notes on what we talked about and what we did and what we accomplished and, you know, kind of lead you down the path to see if it's uh, something you'd want to do uh, in July when we have our uh, next meeting. But um, so I started the day um, talking about this theory of next. And I usually um, will always start um, my talks with something personal development related, right? One of my favorite quotes is, the number one chokehold on a business is the psychology of the owner. And it's from the great Tony Robbins. And so every meeting, I always start with some kind of a personal development or, or mindset lesson. And um, this, this one was about the theory of next. And I feel like the theory of next is the f- missing ingredient for sustained success. All right, I, I, I talked about what you know, really, you need to be, um, you know, prepared and you need to have a strong work ethic and you need a good attitude um, to be successful. But I think what sustain, sustained sex, success, sustained success, that's a tough one, uh, comes from being able to deal with all the day-to-day stuff that's thrown at you every day. And I put a slide up at one point that said all the stuff that happens throughout a day in the life of a gym owner. It's like, you know, a big competitor moves into town. There's a session, there's a pan, pandemic, 10 clients leave on the same day. A trainer takes and moves down the street. You get a lawsuit, you have a bad quarter. Someone puts a bad review of you. Like it's all that stuff tends to, to happen throughout the lifespan of a gym owner. But it's really about how you're able to have these things happen to you and really just keep you know, moving forward. And uh, one of my favorite quotes from Rocky Balboa is, life's not about how hard of a hit you can give. It's about how many you can take and still keep moving forward. And, you know, one of the famous, um, one of the most famous football coaches on the planet is Nick Saban. And his whole theory of how he's been able to have such a winning program is his whole theory is this thing called the next play, right? And and the next play is what you got to focus on. You can't focus on the past play, even if it was good. You can't focus on the past play, even if it was bad. You can learn from it. But what really needs your focus is you lining up on the ball again and focusing, you know, on the next play. So the real success secret of long-term of long-term success is the, is the ability to say next when things don't work out and really having you know the mental toughness 
um, to move on quickly after um, a setback. And, and this also includes when you have good things that happen, right? Sometimes we focus on all the bad stuff and you got to recover from the bad stuff. But there's a lot of people too that dance in the end zone too long, right? And I call it the Al Bundy effect. Like, you know, the Al Bundy, if you don't know, he spent his whole life talking about how he scored four touchdowns in one game. And his whole life, he never got past that, right? And all he did was talk about that because it was the most significant thing in his life. And the reality is good stuff's going to happen, and that's great too. And move forward uh, from that and focus on um, what is next. And I went on to give, I'm not going to give these out because it's kind of the, can't give everything. There's a secret sauce for being in the audience. But I went on and gave um, a few different strategies that um, people can use to use this theory of next, right? And so it's not, it's easy for, and, and someone said this like, and one of their biggest takeaways, they were like, yeah, well, it's easy, you know, for just, just say next, just say next, next play, right? Just say next. And yeah, that's, that's nice. But um, sometimes people need tactics and strategies to help with that. And that was the next part. I gave four different things that people could do um, to help with the power of next. I'll actually, you know, give you one of them that was actually a big takeaway um, from a lot of people in the, in the, um, in the audience. Uh, it's called the fourth quarter day. I think I, I can't remember where I learned this. I think it was from a Tim Ferriss podcast, but it basically says break your day up into four quarters. And, you know, just like a football game, there's four quarters, right? And if you have a bad quarter in the first quarter, you can look forward to the next quarter and come back strong from it. A lot of times when we have a bad day, one thing that happens to us and it ruins our day and it defines the whole day that we had. When what you can do is break your day up into four quarters. It's uh, basically the quarter one is when you wake up to 10. Quarter two is 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Quarter three is 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. And quarter four is 6 p.m. to bed night. Your goal is to to win each quarter, right? And if you don't win quarter three, you got quarter four, you know, that you can win. So a lot of times, you know, I, you know, lose quarter three, like some bad stuff happens in the end part of my day. And Q4 for me is 6 p.m. to bed. And that's time I'm with my kids. And I go home and it's just like this mindset, this four quarter day thinking is like, it's very helpful because I can then go home and be like, I'm winning quarter four. I don't give a shit what happened in quarter three. I'm going home. And even though I had a crappy stuff happen at work, I'm going to go home and I'm going to be engaged with my kids and put them to bed and eat dinner with them and, and that, and do that engaged and enthusiastically. And, um, and I win that quarter, right? And then the end of my day is great because I won that, won that quarter. Um, so it was a big takeaway, but it's different strategies that you can use to be able to use this, this power of next, but it's a really, um, really powerful strategy. So, um, the next thing, uh, and then I gave a bunch of different ones and we had some fun with one of this, but, um, the next thing I talked about was, um, how to figure out what's next for you. And I, a lot of times I will create presentations. So, so this, this presentation that I did came from me reaching out to my clients in the mastermind and basically asking them, what are your biggest business problems right now? 
And since they're working with me and they work on stuff a lot, a lot of their biggest problems wasn't like lead generation and getting new clients. It was a higher level stuff. And a lot of them put, you know, how to figure out what's next. Meaning I've had some good success, right? And things are going well and I've improved a lot in the last year. And now I'm like, all right, what's, what's next? And so I did an entire 90 minute presentation on answering that question. How to figure out what's next for you. And um, the interesting thing is, I didn't just ask this to the members of my mastermind. I asked this to colleagues that I have all around um, the fitness industry. Um, some super high-level gym owners asked the question too. Even some super level, super high-level business owners asked the question too. And even a lot of them put clarity on what's next, not knowing what's next. And, you know, I start to think about, you know, the different paths that people have taken. And I essentially went through the paths and gave them some options on what could be next. But then I really scaled it back and I was just like, okay, but this is, if you don't know what's next, this is how you figure it out. And I led them through uh, three different questions to ask themselves and to unpack of, of um, how to figure out what's next. Okay. And essentially the first one was getting clear on what matters most to you. Cause a lot of people won't, they'll think about what's next based on what other people are doing and everything like that. And they're like, don't know what they want. And so what you gotta do is figure out what matters most to you. The second thing is, what do you want your life to look like? Right. And then the third piece of it is how much money do you need to live this life? And obviously, I'm paraphrasing going very quickly here on this podcast. Um, but I went to deep detail on these questions, essentially. But that's, you know, when you're, when, you're, when you're on this journey, I do believe that there is a path to a certain point, right? Um, I, you, you probably, have, if you follow me, you have heard me teach uh, about the three stages of fitness business success. And there's stage one where you're just starting out. There's stage two where you got a couple staff members. Stage three, you're kind of a CEO of a company, right? And I believe that you got to get to stage three and then figure out what's next for there. And when after stage three, there's so many different options. But the problem is people get to stage one and they try to figure out what's next. And it's simple. What's next is stage two. What's next is you not having a business that basically stops if you stop. The goal is to have a business that keeps going when you stop. That's the goal. Now, like not to nothing, right? you're not moving to Tahiti, but there's this path. And if you're just starting out, enjoy stage one, enjoy doing all the work, enjoy really working you know, every hour of the day and just do that, that's where you are. And get to stage two, that's the next step. Get to stage three, that's the next step. And then after stage three, when you have, and the reason why you can do a lot of things after stage three is because you've hired enough people and you've built enough systems that the business can still generate money without you having to do everything. Versus in stage one and two, it's like really based on you. So if you stop, the whole thing stops. 
And that's why it doesn't work when you try to figure out what's next when you're in stage one and two. It doesn't work because you stop to go figure out other things and do other things. And then all of a sudden, now you're doing, you know, you're letting the one thing you built fall by the wayside while you go do the other thing. So it just doesn't work. So you got to figure that out first. But there's a progression, right? Stage one, stage two, stage three. And then once you get there, there's so many different options we can do. And what I did is I, I, um, I created a uh, a bunch of different um, examples of people that I know that are having a lot of success after stage three that um, are doing different things. Some are, you know, opening real estate. Some are opening, or some are um, buying real estate. Some are opening up multiple locations. Some are franchising. There's all kinds of stuff. But at at, at some point, you have to get to um, this stage where your business is going to move somewhat independent of you having to do everything. Um, and then I went into, um, a, what's called my super 3000 stock, the pond plan, where I talked about six different or five, five different strategies to build your list. Um, and I, I talked about the importance of list building because of what's called retention creep and retention creep is this thing that I've been talking about. And it's probably going to be even higher now that we've had bank crashes and all kinds of shit in the last day or so, last, you know, three days or so since Friday of recording this. Um, but hey, re- retention creeps are a real thing. People are canceling their membership. People are moving. People are terminating. People are trying to find other options. It's, it's just like, it, it's higher. It's the data showing that it's, the air attrition rates are higher than pre-COVID. So it's creeping. And so how do you, you know, you can't prevent everything. You can't like, you know, um, prevent every person from you can't prevent someone from moving to Mexico it's just they're gone um, you can only do the best that you can after that you have to have a really good marketing plan and the basis of your marketing plan is list building is making sure you have a lot of people in your in your pond if you will um, so I went through five different strategies um, to do that and then I talked about this thing called um, Thinking time, which is, you know, a lot of people say like, you know, thinking is so important. You got to think, think and grow rich and all that. Um, but no one's ever taught them how to think. You, you don't just like have ideas pop into your head while you're walking around and all of a sudden that's actually thinking. That is probably more reactive thinking. And every once in a while, something good is going to pop into your mind that you're going to take action on the use and you're going to have successful. But the ideal thing that you're doing is intentional thinking about the things going on in your business, the intentional thinking about where to take your business, intentional thinking about the product that you're serving, the, the, the product that you're serving to your market, like having a process. And so I, 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 um, I, I do something that I learned from Keith Cunningham called thinking time. And I, what I did is I taught the process to the mastermind. And it's a really, really powerful tool. Um, if you want more info on it, there's a great book called The Road Less Stupid that you can pick up and read. It kind of unpacks it. It's a brilliant book. But um, it essentially teaches you how to think. And what I did was I gave everyone how many session, sessions of thinking time they should do based on the stage that they're in. So essentially stage one, Gym owners should do an hour a week of thinking time. Stage two, gym owners should do two hours a week of thinking time. 
stage three gym owners should do three hours a week of thinking time, right? That's a crazy, crazy concept that I just made up, right? Um, so I went in and um, I did that part. And then we break, we broke for lunch and it was like a really, everyone was fired up, really good morning. Um, when we, we always end the morning on biggest takeaways and a lot of times people get up there and they do a couple, there's a couple people that do takeaways and then everyone's like, all right, let's go to lunch. Um, we had to stop the takeaways. There were so many people that were so fired up to share over the microphone of the amount of takeaways they had from the very abbreviated version, what I just gave you. Um, it was overwhelming. It was so awesome. Um, to see so many people wanting to contribute and wanting to share what they learned. It was awesome. Um, and then we broke for lunch. And then we had uh, Joe DeSena from Spartan Race, the, the founder of Spartan Race speak. And dude, he blew the doors off. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. I mean, this guy is incredible. And I didn't even know like how his company has gone through like a ton of huge problems they had this massive article written about them in the Wall Street Journal and um, money issues, like all kinds of challenges that he's gone through. You think Spartan, you think, oh my God, that's a crazy, incredible, successful brand. And no, it's like been, you know, really the pandemic. If you think about it, it's an event business and probably the hit pandemic hit it really hard. Um, so it, you know, he, t- but he talked about, you know, the challenges that he's had, but also gave us some really cool insights on how to be stronger and tougher and, um, you know, have grit and all that. I mean, but he was just, I, I don't have my notes in front of me, but I, I was there like a student taking all kinds of crazy notes from him. Um, and it was, um, it was great. And then we finished the day with, uh, we had five of our CEO mastermind members. It's my highest level mastermind group. And they, um, and they got up there and we asked them a bunch of questions and answered them. And, um, I, I don't remember the specifics of all of the questions. There were so many random different questions um, that they did, but that was uh, awesome. And we, uh, we broke for dinner. We had everyone go off. Uh, they went to Disney Springs and broke off for dinner. And then, they, um, and then they came back. We had a little open bar set up. They came back around 8 o'clock and we had a drink. It was actually my first beer. I had my first beer that night uh, in 100 days. So it was, I had a, I had an IPA, it was delicious. And, um, so it was, it was nice to break my alcohol, my hundred day alcohol fast with it, with an IPA. Um, and, um, yeah, we hung out for a little bit, some later than others. I went to bed on the earlier side and, uh, definitely felt that IPA. I actually ended up having to, but, um, definitely felt it the next day. Um, so everyone, it seemed like everyone stayed out and had a great time. Uh, and then we came back the next day and, uh, one of our members, Tony Bianchino, uh, kicked it off and he, uh, he's had an unbelievable success story. He was a gym owner that joined with us in 2018 and he was legitimately, and this is not a, a, a exaggeration, legitimately $1 million in debt. And he now currently has a $300,000 cash cushion and has paid off all the debt and has a certificate to prove it. It's ridiculous, the story. Um, and he did, he told like just the, the story's incredible of what he's gone through. He has an autistic daughter that, you know, he has to, um, that is, is a challenge. And it's, it's unbelievable what the guy has to um, endure and had to endure and how he's been able to rise to the top and, you know, is now one of the more successful 
members um, in our business, in our, in our mastermind. So it's incredible. Um, and then after that, the great Joe Hashi went and he put a clinic on about leadership. Joe is, you know, one of my very good friends and um, he is, you know, probably one of the more funny dudes I know, but he's funny in a way where he's like witty funny. He's like intelligent funny. Um, and he doesn't really try hard. It just kind of is really funny. And um, he spoke for almost close, close to two hours. I think he did an hour and 40 minutes, but it was a workshop on leadership. And he did a bunch of different examples and had all kinds of um, great interaction and everyone was laughing and everyone's having a good time, but everyone had a ton of really, really great big takeaways um, from Joe's presentation, which was awesome. Um, then we broke for lunch and then I came back and I did a presentation titled how to make your business more valuable. And this was based on one of my, uh, uh, clients that I worked with privately and in the mastermind ended up selling in their gym for $2.45 million, um, which is like a historic number in the fitness industry. And he, um, I had some long conversations with him about why he was able to sell his gym and basically took those conversations and created a presentation out of it. And what it boiled down into was, hey, not everyone's going to be able to sell. Not everyone wants to sell. Not everyone's going to get that kind of money when they sell. And the best probably way that you'll get rich as a gym owner is to live off the the profits of the business. Like there's not a huge, massive payout. And even this guy at $2.45 million, he's still looking for things to do. And, you know, he's not just like going to, park the money and be able to never work another day in his life. Like he's still got to do stuff, right? So it's typically not a business where you're going to exit and all of a sudden at 33 years old, you just, you know, live the life. Um, so the best really way to get wealthy in the business is, is to create a really, really good business and to make a lot of money on the, you know, from the profit and then invest that money in, you know, various things, whether that be real estate or the market or other businesses or things like that. That's really the way to do it. I mean, and but, but the same thing goes for what would someone want? Why would someone want to buy it? And why would they pay a lot of money for it? And how do you create a business that just makes you a lot of money over the lifespan of it? And that's really what it was. It was really about building a business to sell. It was just really building a business that's really valuable that can either, if you did sell it, make a lot of money. But if you don't sell it, make a lot of money. And what I basically baked was, uh, I boiled it down into 10 principles of what um, people need to focus on and need to do. Um, the first principle I talked about was extreme you know, financial strength. Right? There's no one ever bought a business that was weak financially, right? especially a gym. So you, you have to have that in order. And I went and talked about financial clarity and I talked about all these different things. I talked about marketing assets and how important marketing assets were. I talked about... Um, staff and leadership and how key players are so important that you're not going to keep everybody want to try and keep the, the key players for the long haul. Um, and so I, I, I boiled down those 10 principles. Um, and then after that, we set goals, which we do every meeting. We sit down, I lead everyone through a process um, where they can set their goals for the next 120 days, which was cool. We had some fun um, with that. And then we finished with biggest takeaways. And that was, so that was the, uh, Essentially, the crux of the weekend, it was, you know, I, I have to say that um, 
you know, I'm going out of limb on saying this, but I don't think so. It was our best mastermind we've ever had. I mean, I think based on the feedback, based on the engagement, based on how excited everyone was when they were there, it was absolutely the the best. Um, so really cool. So hopefully this will give you a little insight as to what we did. And there were some lessons in there and some takeaways um, that you could um, that you could use. Um, so if you would like to join us, our next mastermind meeting is July 21st and 22nd in New Jersey. And if you would like to join us, if you'd like to come to the next meeting, we have a thing called a guest pass. You can um, just buy a guest pass. It's not expensive, but, and be on flannel. We had about, um, I think we had about seven or eight people on a guest pass and a bunch I think about six of them ended up signing up for the mastermind, which is really cool. Um, so now we got a bunch of new members, which is fun. And um, we uh, would love to have you join us in July in New Jersey. So if you want to join the next meeting, if something like this I think would help you. Um, and, you know, it's not just too, the the stuff, the content is great, but it's the networking that went on and. The, the, the bar conversations and the amount of things that probably happened that I don't even know about, right? What, what happened on the breaks and what happened at the bar at night and what happened at dinner? Like that's honestly where a lot of the value comes from is connecting with other gym owners that are fighting the same fight as you. So I didn't even talk about that part of it. I mean, that's one of the hugest values uh, there is from a mastermind. So um, hopefully it was helpful. Here's what you do. Um, just send an email. I'll put this in the show notes, but send an email to hello at vincegabriel.com. That's hello at vincegabriel.com. And just put mastermind in the subject. Um, and then we'll get you the details and everything like that and get you set up for a guest pass to attend the next live mastermind meeting. So hopefully this was helpful and I'll see you soon. Peace.